the Stable Hands Podcast. I'm Eclectic Tech, and this is our Z2 episode. I'm really glad you could join us. On today's show, I'm talking with Steve from Scuba Steve Stables. This podcast was also recorded back in early December last year, shortly after the release of the new racing meta. So a lot of our conversation is obviously going to be focused around what we think the new racing environment's going to bring. Steve also has a great YouTube channel, Scuba Steve Stables on YouTube, where he talks all things Zed and does some great content, and I recommend you check that out as well. So without any further ado, let's talk some Zed run. Well, thanks for coming back to the Stable Hands podcast. Um, I'm Eclectic Tech, and I'm here today um, with one of the great YouTube creators. Um, he's got an awesome YouTube channel. Uh, Scuba Steve, welcome, mate. How you doing? Thank you, Adam. It's good to be here on this podcast and um, seeing some more content coming out of Zed. It's it's really good. So, what I want to do today, mate, is just to have a bit of a chat around how did you get into Zed. So, what's what's your origin story, mate? What what got you hooked on Zed, um, and how long yeah. have you have you been playing? Um, so, I suppose it started around uh, the COVID lockdown. Um, you know, I moved, I moved back home um, to where I grew up and, you know, me and a mate were chatting, oh, let's, you know, sort of get a look in, into this NFT world, into this crypto world. Um, and we went into a few different ventures um, and that was my first stable. I still have one horse in that stable. It's called um, Ollie Woodplank Stables. And uh, that's because when we were kids, we used to Ollie Woodplanks on the street. Um, anyway, skateboarding term for those (laughs) that's a skateboard. um, And just to, just to clarify, I'm not a skateboarder at all. All right. So, um, that's why it was funny. And, um, yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't take to it like I did. Um, and then, so, you know, I quickly became bored, you know, you have the 10 races and then your stamina is gone. And I just, I just made my own stable and, um, and then it sort of just took off from there and then I play every day. So that, that was probably, I want to say 12 to 18 months ago now. Um, yeah, nice. And yeah, just, um, just going with the flow, seeing all the changes that Zed makes and trying to adapt and, um, you know, breeding has been, has been so fun and, you know, getting to name the horses or having the, the metaverse cup skins and just, yeah, I suppose that's how I got into it. And then all that other stuff is how I, how I stuck around. Yeah. Nice. So let's, let's talk about scuba Steve's stables. Um, yeah. How many, how many horses are you actually running today versus so, how many do you have? So there's 39 horses, I believe, um, or around that number. And to be honest, that's more than I would like to have. Um, I probably run maybe five horses consistently and I will say with the uh, most recent update to Zed's um, core gameplay improvements, I am running the other horses a lot now too. So I, originally I was looking at offloading a lot of horses and now that you know we've sort of got this grinding game with XP, um, I'm sort of having fun just going through all the classes and throwing you know, the majority of my horses into free races and then some of the other ones into uh, the double up paids in class one. 
Ah, uh, yes, the C one, uh, the, the C one dilemma. Yeah, well, I got I got one horse. Um, it's called Crostiano. Um, just a little play on a cross horse, and then you know one of my favorite soccer players, Cristiano Ronaldo, and um, I breeded that one. That's with um, Get Fact, which is my best horse in the stable. It's made over two point five Ethereum, and uh, the mother of that horse was LBJ Goat. Oh wow, some big some big blood. Yeah, I paid decent money for that one thinking, oh, yeah, no, I'm on here. This is going to be a good one. This is going to be a cross horse that just annihilates all the competition. Um, it didn't. And now it's also an exclusive horse in class one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had uh, one of my elites get bumped up to exclusive in C1 as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, a bittersweet moment it was really nice to get that um, that kick to say, "Hey, I've actually bred this one really well, um, bred it above its breed." Um, yeah. But then that sinking feeling that you're now in of, class one with all the monsters. Of course, it's like um, you know, people say that this new update, and don't get me wrong, I'm, I love this new update. I think it's I think it's unreal, um, and I'll tell you why in a second. But um, yeah, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's the down classes that, you know, are whinging and saying that this isn't a good system because they can't win now. And, you know, I try and keep quiet. I don't like to be too negative um, on the Twitter and stuff, but I'm just thinking I'm, I'm only like a little bit upset here because I got 10 cross horses that were all crap and now you put them in class one and now they're like extra crap. <laughs> they got worse. <laughs> They were already bad and they got worse. Um, that's an interesting point, right? Like, because the, the leveling and the evos were done on, you know, the underlying attributes of those horses. That's right. Um, so there must be something there for them. Well, you'd hope so, yeah. And yeah. I suppose that's, again, part of the fun of this new system. You know, if you look at it, you know, like optimistic view, glass half full, you got say a horse like Crostiano that hasn't really, you know, shown its ability. Um, it comes from good parents, both profitable uh, runners. And then you think, oh, well, maybe there's something here and all I have to do is grind it out. And you bring in XP and you bring in that grinding aspect. And I feel like um, you really sort of latch on to those people who most of us are, you know, gamers, like, we like to sit down and we like to grind um, and it's just trying to get your XP as, as high as as you can. And, and in a way, it's sort of like numbingly like just trying to level up your horses. But I don't know about you, when I was a kid, I used to love just leveling up stuff in RuneScape or like then as things came along, it would be Call of Duty and I would just try and get all the camos. And now I've got... Any horse that's in class one that's sitting on anywhere from 500, I think my top one's 569, I've just got my eyes set on 700. <laughs> I want every horse that 700. Yeah, excellent. That's yeah. And I think that's sort of some of the key um, features, but that, mm. that element in particular, um, the ability that you essentially now can train a racehorse, um, whereas before it, yeah. we'd just spit out a foal and um, you got what you got. 
and there was there was yeah. no option, right? Um, and so many of my breeds, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm not not alone in this, but are just just total glue. Um, and it's really interesting. I've got mm-hmm. uh, I've got a thousand meter horse um, that's actually two oh two in the last ninety days in the game on Z Leap um, in class three. It's at the top of class three. Yeah, really, um, real surprise for me um, that it got where it got rated where it got rated. Yeah, but really happy because you know it's now cleaning up winner take all in in class three at a thousand meter. Um, it's doing That's really good, well. Yeah. And so, do you have um, any sort of surprises like that in your stable? That like, did you did you uncover any diamonds in the rough stuff that perhaps you'd overlooked? Um, you know, I'll tell you, um, one of the horses that I got, you know, with my, um, with my friend from my local town, um, was sort of put on ice. It's also the father of Get Fact, um, my, my good horse in my stable. And I put that one on ice for a while just because it was on a different wallet. I didn't like swapping wallets all the time and I just focused on my stable, but you know, in this, in this system, it's um, it's in that first class one bracket of like five hundred one to five fifty, and at twenty two hundred meters mostly, and then twenty four and um twenty six hundred as well. It just keeps placing in top six double ups. So thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming. Like um, and you know there was a there was a part there where like. When, when it first came out, I was just throwing my horses and everything paid. I didn't care. Like, I just want to see this new system. Um, and quickly ran out of money in Scuba Steve Stables. And, like, I was on life support, truly. And, um, you know, fleeting sight in this other stable was just win- was not winning um, the double ups, but, you know, just placing six. Yep. Um, and then I transferred some money over and then eventually – the um I was a little bit more careful with my with my race pickings and now they're both going back up. So Yeah, very um, in nice. Term, in terms of anything down in class three look, there's not a lot. Like I've got I've got one horse, it's called That's Some Bloodline and it comes out of um like Breathless Edge, just off the top of my head, uh Grandeur, um and then a couple of Wagney's horses as well. And, um, yeah, it's, it's flamed a couple of times in class three and won a couple of races, but it's no, it's not a monster by any means, you know, it, it comes last and then it comes first and yeah. That's an interesting point. So it's obviously got, um, quite a bit of variance, right? And it's kind of that U shape that seems to, well, well the, yeah. the prevailing opinion seems to be that that's valuable again, um, in the new meta. Is that, is that like variance for you or do you think BA is still the place to be? Um, you know what? I think that BA is very important, especially at the start. And what I'm interested is, all right, so if you have a horse with good variance and you're leveling it up, well, everyone's saying that the the levels were based on BA, right? On, their, on, yep. the, on the horse's base ability. So if you're leveling up your variance horse, and you get, um, you know, a horse with like, say, I'm using Zedge here, say like 80 variants and only 60 BA, 
Well, you're running that up and now maybe at its top level, it can have 80 BA and 80 variants. You go and look at Ready, Set, Boom and, and Grandeur and all of those gun horses. They they all have good variants and good BA. Good, um, BA. So I think... So is that, is that something then you think that if I've got a high BA horse and, and that horse I was talking about that got um, bumped from elite to exclusive is all BA? Like it's all BA, yeah. it just runs yep. top top six, 65, 70% of the time. It's As that levels up, do you think we might see like distance preference and variance improve or just up upped in the BA? Like do you think we might see that 700 mm-hmm. level horse is variance and BA together kind of thing? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I don't think so. Um, I think that the BA is mostly going to be affected. And, you know, if you've got a horse, say it's um, sitting on, let's just make it easy, sitting on 80 BA and 80 variants, and, you know, it's level 600 in class one, when it gets up to 700, I think variant stays at 80 and um, BA will stay, um, oh, no, not stay, BA will go up to, you know, say 90 or something like that. And then distance preference, I think, I don't think distance preference changes. I think you just get more data as you run the horse and you just, you want, you start to understand which one it really prefers. So when you, when you look for that in your horses, yeah, um, like how many races do you run? Like you're obviously breeding for a certain funnel, um, but do you kind of test outside that funnel when you race the horses or, or do you just... This yeah, is what so originally, originally my stable was all marathon. Um, and, you know, I was really sort of hooked on the idea that blood was going to be everything in this game. And, you know, I spent a lot of money breeding with, you know, horses like LBJ Goat, um, horses like uh, Artois, um, Artois in the Valley, in the Valley um, and... I really thought that if you had good blood, no matter how far up the you know ancestral family tree that it came from, that it was going to be really valuable. Um, and then on top of that, my thoughts were, all right, so you get the you get the blood, and then we're just going to start breeding in stable, and we're just going to you know start inbreeding, start breeding horses with you know, their great grandparents and just sort of like lapping the blood. Um, and, you know, I was on my way to doing that. And then sort of this update came and, um, you know, I also, I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting the uh, return on investment as quickly as I liked. Um, so, you know, I would just win races with you know get fact and then i've got a couple of other horses that can pull some money into the stable and then i would spend all that on breeding to like sort of just you know i just had blinders on i was going for this plan and there were times where i'd where i'd sort of step outside the marathon funnel and i did that maybe in the couple of months leading up to the update i looked at you know breeding some mid-distance horses um and, you know, I have one that's profitable in class one double ups now. And then um, I also 
looked at going to the the sprinters funnel as well. And I, then I've got one horse there that's profitable as well. It's currently, I think it's sitting like in sixth place for the golden foal for the Metal oh, nice. Yeah. So um, I suppose, yeah, marathon was just, was my jam. And, you know, that means I'm always racing wag me always. And, you know, he just has so many gun horses. Um, like he'll throw in like five horses in one race and I got one in there and I come last. Um, and, but what some of the stuff that wag me, um, says, and I also realize this as well. And I'm sure most, most people realize this. Um, yes, it's very top heavy, like some of the, the marathon runners, but for the tournament cutoffs, the marathon, you know, funnel was always the lowest cutoff. So if you had, um, I don't know, say even pity point was always lower. Say the cutoff for sprinters was 45, mid was 45, and then marathon was like 30. And so if you want to, if you want to get into the tournament races where you can pull, you know, some decent coin for, for nothing, really, you get a marathon horse. And I saw that and that's why I was just, I was just all guns blazing, but now it's different. Um, now I'm sort of looking at the game as just a bit of a grind. I'm happy with the horse that I have and I just want to sort of explore this leveling up system. And, um, you know, of course, when you see a maiden competition coming up, you want to jump in. Um, so I'm, I'm sure I'll, I'm sure I'll bring some, something new in, but for now, my focus is I just want to level up these horses, um, build the bankroll. And I suppose my ultimate goal in Zed Run is to have a knack gen. Yeah, I think we all share that. Yeah. Um, that that's well, yeah. I mean it's a very interesting point you you bring up around you know, running in your existing stable. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm pretty much the same. I don't see myself looking to breed anything new. Um, yeah. at least until I at least until I go through my, my stable um, yep. and give everything a fair shot. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, having said that, I like your idea about maidens. Dgens are going to degen. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we, um, um, we all just want to play, you know. You see your maiden comp and you're not going to throw anything in. What's wrong with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but raises an interesting question, right? Like a lot of Zed's revenue comes that's out right. of breeding. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think they'll see a drop off in that, or you know? I think they will. Yeah, it's something I've thought about. Um, I think they will see a drop off in um, breeding for a little bit, and then I um, anticipate that we're going to see sort of um, you know some strategies shine through on breeding, and then people are going to try and replicate that, and then the breeding will will come back up. Um, and also, you know, the success they had with the Metaverse Cup skins, we all, we're all aware that they earned more money than what they gave out to the people participating in that. Um, and whatever your stance is on that, I think I think it was fine. And um, yeah, I think they're going to be looking at doing things like that a lot more where it's sort of, you know, you, you pay and you get to enter in this competition. You get a nice little skin and 
you get the chance at earning some money. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more on, on the point about, you know, Zed, Zed absolutely needs to be profitable as a company. Yeah. Like that's, that is priority well, number one or it goes away, right? It's crazy that, you know, for all the, you know, FUD that Zed gets, I just sit back and think, you know, they're giving out 10 grand a day. Right. Like they're doing something right. And, um, you know, a lot of people like Zed's dying or, or whatnot. And, you know, it's like, go, you can go play something else if you want, but I haven't seen anything that's giving out 10 grand a day. No, certainly not in this space, in this market, right? Like it, it is phenomenal what they're doing. Yeah. You step back and look at it. Yeah, with, and with this with this customer base, like Zed's still at the beginning stages, you know, it's still in its beta. It still says um, Zed beta up the top of Zed run, you know. It's like it's so early and, um, you know, I was saying to my fiance about um, making these videos and stuff and I was just saying if I don't make these videos on, on Scuba Steve – um, Stables YouTube, nice plug. Um, nice plug. Thank you. Check um, out Steve on YouTube. That's it. Um, someone else will, you know. And I was like, I, if if anything happens in Zed, and you know, I've been playing for eighteen months now. Every day, every day playing, I have fun playing. And if I if I make these videos and Zed takes off, I want to be in that position where you know, my YouTube channel gets success. Yep. All of the content creators that are doing content now get success. And I don't, I don't want to miss, you know, sort of miss the boat and sit back, watch Zed take off and think, Oh, I should have done, I should have done those videos because I'm, I'm aware that we're at the very beginning stages of, of Zed run, even though it's been going for so long. Um, and yeah, I, that's I suppose that gives my opinion on how successful I think Zed will be. Um, and anyone that is even half thinking about jumping on a camera, getting a microphone, putting money into a podcast setup like yourself, yeah, jump for it, go for it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Like we we certainly need more more content. Um, you know, this was clearly the the reason why I started um, the Stable Hands podcast is I want to hear podcast content about Zed. Um, yeah, exactly. It was, a, it was a Zed run podcast that I first listened to um, when I got into Zed um, 12 months ago. Me too. So, yep. you know, that, that audio format works for me. I'm trying to create something that, that I want to listen to, um, yep. which is, you know, it's not a zero sum game, right? We can all jump in, we can all create. Um, of course, is- but you know, you're doing something that no one else is doing right now. Yes. Yeah. Which is again, what we're trying to do. We're trying to round out the ecosystem. Yeah. We're trying to, we're trying to fill the space, you know, like, and there are, there are some, you know, say, um, Arbit Rage and is it Zombie? Zombie Stables, maybe um, Zombie Head. Uh, they do their once a week video, um, yep. which is good, sort of like a podcast, sort of like a video. Um, and there are some other there are some other channels, but um, I can't even tell you the name of the podcast that I listened to when I first jumped in Zed. 
I think it's called the Z Run Podcast. Potentially, yeah, yeah. Pro- probably a good name. Um, but I, anyway, I remember going on Spotify and listening to it before, before I even bought a horse. How many people are doing that? How many people are looking for something to, you know, get, well, one, information on, on how to like sort of enter the game and then two, get excited about it because if you're, if you're seeing, you know, oh, Zed Run, this could be really cool and then you go onto YouTube or go to Spotify or wherever and you, and you type in Zed Run and there's nothing there, how quickly are you going to lose inspiration yeah. for to absolutely jump through the hoops and get a stable going yep and we should be you know much more positive on on twitter too but that's just that's just my opinion twitter is like um you know something that you can never change and <laughs> it on that <laughs> it'll it'll always be the same no matter what zed do and if you if you just like think about why you like Zed and you just play Zed because you like it. You don't go on to Twitter. You're going to have a better time. Um, and then there's also the people that you follow as well. Like there are some people that I follow that are negative and, you know, I don't, I don't really take a lot of what they say with like some serious weight. Um, but I also see some really positive people in the community um, and I gave a shout out to, uh, Royd Rage Racing the other day on, on my channel because they gave, you know, someone's entry feedback. Um, did you see that? Uh, that was the classiest thing I've seen. That was, yeah, that was huge, huge props to Royd Rager for that. They, they earn like a mountain of profit. Yeah. Um, the, I think they're married, um, and, you know, together they have just got this massive stable. So, yeah, you know, some people might say, well, that's um, that's nothing to them. You know, they won the race, but it's nothing to them. They, they get so much money. But the truth is we all, well, most of us aren't making a living through Zed. You know, most of us don't even show our face on Zed. And most of us are just on a laptop, sitting in a room, you know, clicking away or clicking on our phone. And they could easily just take their take their winnings and off they go, and they don't have to do anything like that. Um, so you know, it's commendable for them to do something like that. I'm not. I'm definitely not saying every stable should do that, you know, but a once-off or something like that. And also, they do so many giveaways, and they sometimes lend out um, their good horses. I think. It, I think they're the people that you focus on for Twitter. Yeah, definitely. I think they, um, I think they put secret strategy in the lending barn a couple of weeks ago. From memory, they did do that. Um, I'm not. I think they went on a holiday, to be honest, because they were sort of quiet on Twitter for a little bit. Um, but still, to chuck in secret strategy, you give someone else a chance um, to to earn some coin when they otherwise wouldn't for free. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. To have access to a horse like that. So, yeah, Royd Rager, if you're listening, now Direct Lending's here. Hit me up. <laughs> direct Lending, yeah. Well, I'll run that's gonna, strategy. That's going to be interesting. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Direct Lending now? Um, I think it's pretty exciting, right, like um, on, on multiple levels. Um, first and foremost, for being delivered so quickly after the change. It's yeah. like 
here is a roadmap. They're obviously thinking about the plan they need to evolve the game. Um, and they've got some very definite steps that they seem to be taking. And, and direct lending is part of it. Being able to set um, different payout levels is is crucial. Yeah. I, th- I think this is going to really create and evolve the jockey market. I see a future where you will just have famous jockeys. Someone can come into this game, just race, not spend a cent on starting a stable, yeah, um, and make money. And actually, you know, you I think you'll end up having jockeys charging premiums for their services. The premiums would sway the, you know, the payout structure in their favour. Yeah, absolutely. But you think yeah. of what would you be willing to pay for a proven jockey who can run your your butte gen glue into something useful well yeah i suppose you know if you have if you have a horse that you're not turning a profit on at all you know and it's just sitting in your stable doing nothing and you got someone that thinks they can come in and do something different they understand it a little bit better than you and they can turn a profit on that horse what are you going to give them like you would, I would even consider on a horse like that, I'll, I'll go 90, 10. You take 90, I'll take 10. Yep. I'm not, I'm not doing anything, you know. And then you get horse, uh, say, stables like, you know, I'll use Wagme because it, it's such a big stable. You pretty much took on that um, Metaverse Cup round one with Serbia himself, um, which just shows you the power that he has. He could, he could lend out all of his horses – um, even, even 50, 50, but I'm sure a lot of people would just, you know, they'd take like probably a 30, 70 split in Wagme's favor just to have these horses and Wagme could close his laptop. He could, he could go on a holiday make and, money while he sleeps. and, and just make money. And, you know, that's, that's definitely possible. People can do that. And you know, now you got, you'll bring in a whole new bunch of investors that can spend big, but don't want to sit at their laptop screen for a few hours every day playing. Yep. Yeah. The future is bright. The future is bright. Um, Steve, maybe just pivot back to your stable for a second. I notice some of the horses and all the racing you've been talking about today is kind of focused on C1, but I'm interested like with the new system, are you looking down class at all? Like, is there is there opportunities for you from C two to six that you? That um, look, there's definitely way more opportunities now than there used to be. Um, you see a lot of horses that are running in class six up to class two that are different than what they were just a week ago, um, and trying to you know, see the familiar um, horses. Like, for example, you know, if I had, um, like, Fleeting Sight was a, is a knack ledge in the Ollie Woodplank stables. And if I raced it, you know, in class one, I'm going to see a horse like, you know, um, Breathless Edge. And then if I downclassed Fleeting Sight, I would see you know a horse like valkyrie in class two if i down class it to class three i'm gonna get like um, a horse 
uh, called Soul Burst. And, you know, and then Class 4 had its own. So it was very, you know, it was almost easy to predict who I was going to verse in each class. Yeah. Whereas now it's all shuffled up and it's going to take a little bit of, you know, I, I know other people use the tools and stuff to race. Um, I haven't really been doing that. Zedge, I, this, this is the first time I've ever bought Zedge. Um, okay. So, yeah, seeing, getting, trying to get an understanding of the competition that you're versing is, well, that's the first thing you have to do if you're trying to get an edge in some of those classes. And then breeding-wise, well, you need to look at what am I breeding so say you go an exclusive and an exclusive, you get an elite. All right, so now you can go up to um, up to class two. And looking at the weighted difference of the payout structure that Zed has provided between, you know, class one and class two, class two is looking pretty good. You know, it's like $300 less. What's that? It's nothing. You can, you can easily make money there um, for a fraction of the cost. So, yeah, you can you can look at you can look at horses like elite horses to really start being able to turn some profit. I suppose the question is, how much does breeding change now in terms of premium breeds? Because unless you're breeding a legendary or an exclusive, you know you're in class two, and no matter how good your elite horse is. You're in class two. You can't come to class one. And who knows what Zed's going to implement in class one or, you know, payout structure changes. Being a class one horse might be, you know, very lucrative for a large number of stables. And if you're if you're just sitting in class two, you're missing out on all that. So do you, you know, do you pay big bucks for a premium breed or do you, you know, get two horses that are fairly decent? You know, they have the same distance preference, maybe you know, high variance, and then you can level up the BA, you know, over however many years it takes to level up BA, and then you got a gun horse. So there's, there is so much potential and potentially at a limited um, entry fee. Yeah. And I, I tend to think that there's going to be a lot of prestige going forward in a class one horse and class one running. Um, personally my my strategy at the moment and it's it's not really a strategy it's just something i'm exploring is to try and yep. find some some eth printers in lower classes and yep. just funnel all that into my into my c1 dreams um yeah you know that I, none of my strategies have been successful to date so i don't expect <laughs> <laughs> i don't expect yeah. this one to be any different um but i'm sure it's shaping up at least at the moment to be a lot more fun um one of the things that is so refreshing in the last week is racing is fun oh absolutely um and racing all of your horses like i said some of them were benched for so long now I'll race anything. I'm even racing a horse in class five and just running it in free races every day. I would never do that. Yeah, I've got um, a class five horse that was just benched and glue. Yeah. Um, that is now, it, it went into class five at the top of the class. Yeah. And it's now winning, you know, 60% of its double ups. 
Yeah, it's, no, it's, that's good. It's, okay, sure. You know, it's not we're not winning sheep stations, but yeah, it's still fun. the The buzz is still the same. Yeah, well, you know, if you, I, I suppose for me, the the class five, I would like to see class five bring in some some um, more expensive double ups. Um, you know, because can you do? Can you do five dollar double ups in class five? No, I haven't seen one yet. Yeah, I think five dollars would be good as they're like as like have five dollars in every class at least. It doesn't have to be the sole one. You can have you can have it right down to fifty cents, but you know have have five dollars. Also, how is main event in class four? <laughs> have, you, have you seen that? Um. No, I haven't seen that. Main event is in like class four or something. I've been seeing it on Twitter. That's crazy. That horse has won like 20 grand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I posted something in Twitter the other day, um, this class three field that I was up against. Um, and I think the combined winnings of that field was yeah 70 or 80K. Yeah. Ridiculous. So it makes you, some of the some of the leveling is like, how did they work that out? Yeah, it's part of the part of the fun, isn't it? Um, That's right. Just to try and, try and figure all that out. Um, so, I think I know the answer to my next question, um, yep. which is: tell me about the best horse in your stable. Which is the one that you're most you're most attached to? Um, the one that you will never sell. I mean, the the relationships yeah. we we build with these things are quite weird. Um, yeah, show me um, a horse. Look, I I would never say never to selling, um, but obviously you know Get Fact has taken my ability to play Z to another level, and you know just for anyone that's thinking I'm a mastermind or anything like that in Z Run, I'm not. You know I just played for long enough and I got lucky, and um, to I suppose tell you why I got lucky, I bred. Um, get facts parents together like seven times yep and for, and you know some of them were average most of them were just donkeys and you know i got get fact and it just it just played out um so it's you know it's made over two and a half ethereum um and you know it's if you just click on its winnings when you're in a race you'll see it's got like six grand um but uh, I'm interested to see how this um, this update affects it. You know, it hasn't been running exactly the way I would plan. But then, you know, I put it in a $25 double up um, last night or this morning and that ran and it came second. So, you know, it's still, it's still turning a profit. Um, but obviously, if it was still an elite horse, it would be. You know, in my opinion, it was the best, if not top three elite horses in the game at the time. Um, and now it's an exclusive. So, you know, you think about the best exclusive horse in the game is probably LBJ Goat. Um, and, you know, I've raced it many times and beat it sometimes, but on a consistent basis, LBJ Goat is a gun. Um, but then I have some other ones, you know, like um, I have a horse called Rested, uh, Rested Fane. And it's a sprinter with just high variance. Um, 
it sort of, I mean, it loses a lot more than it wins, but it also won the uh, Monday Night Mayhem a couple of months ago. So that, you know, that's, yeah, so that's like a grand. Um, And then I've got another horse. If I was blue, I would die. Um, I've come up against that. Yeah. Um, so that's a sprinter and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty solid. You know, I did, I downclassed that one heaps just for the metaverse cup. And then my plan was just to race it deep into class one. And I think when the, um, the update happened, it was like, you know, on like 1800 or something for its level. Um, and where did it get reset to? Um, it got reset. I think it's like level 540 or something like that. Okay. Like I, I can, I can run it in the, um, the one or the 500 to 550 double ups, but I can't run it in the 500 to 525. Oh, yeah. It's somewhere in there, but you know, I have, I have those horses. Um, no horse is, you know, not for sale. Um, just depends if it's the right price and, you know, I definitely do put more value on my horses than other people would want to pay. Um, don't we? You know, all? Yeah, don't we all, right? Um, but I sort of look at it like as an in, in investment mind frame. You know, some people will see a horse that's made 0.5, well, half an Ethereum, and they want to buy it for 0.2 Ethereum. I'm not going to sell you that horse for point two Ethereum. I'll just continue racing it and make another half Ethereum. It's not. It's not like I'm. I'm working nine to five racing this horse in ten races a day. You know, like for that particular horse, I probably spend a total of five minutes on it each day. If if that, you know, I'm just clicking a few buttons, um, and then every now and again I'll go and look at the data. So I put a lot more value on it. I think if I'm selling you a, a horse that's made point five Ethereum. I want at least 0.5 Ethereum for it. Then you can earn that back as it's proven to do, and then you can take it off. Um, so, yeah, I don't really tend to make big sales for that reason. Um, and, yeah, when I get a, a winner in the stable, I just like to keep it um, because I know that it's just bringing in money, and then I can get a little bit closer to my NAC, my NAC one gen. I, I got to tell you, I do not sell horses. I've got okay. far too many. Um, How many horses do you have? On onto um, I've got a couple of stables. Um, I created another stable just for breeding, like to put the, the studs in and stuff to get the breeding price down. Yeah. Um, across the two of them, I think I'm up to about 130, 140. Yeah. Um, so you, don't, do you, race them, you don't race them all? Uh, no, they're mostly glue. Um, in my main stable, I've I've been starting, and this is – this week to start to think about just it's like unwrapping horses again i've started to go through all these horses that are just i've got a lot of a shapers um yeah that are kind of ba but never really got a, a dp or a var kind of hit yeah um and just to see and just to play you know around what i thought were their preferred distances see if they're flaming um in other distances there's one um, that I've just sort of started to look at that I have run extensively at 1400. It was profitable. It's a, a 1.0 horse. Um, was a pretty strong U-shape at, at 1400. Um, yep. And I've just started running it at 2000 and it's it's flaming. 
it's no, flaming, no. it's it's winning. So, um, and it's got some its stats at two thousand in the early days. It's only done like forty races or something. Um, yeah, but look heaps better than at fourteen hundred. So I've been been kicking myself a little bit this weekend. Going, hang on, yeah, <laughs> should have I been running this at two thousand for the last? You're sitting on something. Yeah, I mean, you always get surprised, don't you? Um, I got a horse called the Six, which is the mother of Get Fact, and um, you know, I always thought it was the best at twenty six hundred, and you know, now I'm not sure. Now it can flame at eighteen hundred in Class One freeze, and won't flame in Class One twenty six hundred. So, I mean, I don't even know where to start with that one now. And yeah. I feel it's it's had a thousand races, and I'm like, hold on, I've I got something wrong here. Yeah, and this yeah. is the new meta. Um, this is where it's it's kind of exciting, I think. Yeah. Um, given that that level of excitement, it kind of seems like it's back in the game, right? So are you now looking at sort of onboarding anyone else into Zed? Have you tried that before? Um, and what has been their experience? Bringing people into Zed, not really. Um, like... You know, I I do talk about it if I'm out with friends and stuff. Also, you know, I don't I don't live in my hometown anymore. So, you know, a lot of my life is just working and then, you know, coming back home, I got my fiance. Um and also we just bought a house in a completely different state, so we're like moving and stuff. I'm catching a flight today. Oh, um, nice. Thanks for taking the time. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um so, you know, I'm not, I suppose what I'm saying is I'm not always out with my, with my mates that I grew up with, but I have, I've been out with them and, you know, I tell them, oh, like I got this and, you know, have a look at this race. This is how much I won from this race. And then, you know, I, I tell them about like, oh, you can down class if your horse isn't that great and you can go against like better competition, uh, easier competition. Um, and, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't really stick with them. They're not the type of guys that would really jump on and, and do this kind of stuff. Like one of them um, used to sell artwork on OpenSea. Um, okay. But in terms of jumping on and, and racing horses, like he he just wouldn't do that. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, yeah, I haven't had any success in, in bringing someone in. Um, it's hard, you know, like especially when you think about how the world is right now. A lot of people are just trying to make ends meet. They're not going to spend money on a, a digital horse. Um, so, I mean, some people will, but, um, yeah, I haven't had any any success. Have you been able to bring anyone in? Uh, so I tr- onboarded um, one of my mates about three months ago and was the first time I tried to actually get anyone to, you know, to jump in. Mm. Um, and he had a terrible experience like he he just got in and just got crushed why why would i be here um and you know even at the time i'm like yeah look it's it's pretty difficult in here at the moment you got to kind of take a long-term view on where the game's going um and i think from like the new player experience now like especially with direct lending right like you can come in and as i was saying before like as a new player not not invest a cent um grab a horse and and start to feel, I guess, that experience of racing and um, hopefully winning, which is what will yeah. get people on. What do you think um, Zed should do 
from a from an onboarding experience? Well, when was the last time you seen a Z ad? Well, I don't I'm even know sure if I've ever ad. seen one. I don't think I've ever seen one. You know, like the first time I ever heard about Zed was um, on a pod on a on a, like a comedian podcast. Hamish and Andy, shout out to Hamish and Andy. Shout out to Hamish and Andy, and my fiance always listens to them. And she was going, "Oh, have you heard, like?" First of all, she like doesn't understand crypto at all. Like she has, she has got no idea. And she's like, oh. and she knows I like horses. Like I have, I have a race horse in real life. And um, she was saying, oh, like they're doing this um, segment with digital horses. And that's when I originally heard about it. And I went on and checked it out. Um, but in terms of seeing an ad, you know, like Zed, Zed should know who its market is better than you know, I would know. So yeah, I can go and tell my friends, but my friends aren't exactly like the kinds of people that will sit at a laptop and race digital horses for Ethereum. They probably couldn't even set up a, you know, an Ethereum wallet or understand like what they're transferring like this to this address. And, you know, you got to have like Matic and Polygon to make transactions or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, you have to wrap your head around it and it takes a while. Um, so, yeah, Zed should definitely be, you know, well, one, they should be targeting, you know, those people, whether through um, YouTube videos. Although if you go on YouTube and you type in Zed Run, you will see videos with like 60,000 views. And they're, they're people that I've never heard of before. So I think, oh, maybe Zed did pay for this, you know. They paid them to, to make the video. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not sure. It's just It's just a thought. You know, because they make one, they make one video like how you can make, you know, one Ethereum in a week or whatever with Z, with digital horse racing, and then they never um, do a video on it ever again. So yeah, I think it's it's an interesting question, right? Like, and I understand, particularly in the last six months, why they wouldn't be doing that because you know there's no there's no point bringing people in if the experience when they get there is you know so. It's true so soul crushing um yeah it does more harm than good um but i think you know now is, is certainly something and i'm sure i'm sure everyone's thinking about it um again just another reason to be to be pretty bullish um on the whole experience yeah what for sure it? and the, the second thing i would say is supporting like Z content creators yeah definitely or have their own team you know have their own team doing something yeah, and it's it's interesting. Like personally, for me at the moment, like resources from Zed, I'd rather see them invested where they're invested in making the experience better. Like there will come a an inflection point where it's like okay, and I, I'm very interested to understand, and they'll probably never share this, but um, Facundo, if you're listening. Um, when when's the plan for the beta to get removed? Like, yeah, we, like just I'm just curious. Like, I'm are they are they sort of going? Ah, look, two years time in five years time. Um, we, when are they thinking about removing the beta? That'd be very interesting to understand. Yeah, well, I mean, you have Z um, 
2.0 right now. And they said that 2.5 is following, you know, pretty closely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when does, when does Zed just become Zed official? Uh, that's a good question. And, um, you know, maybe when that time comes, that's when we'll see the marketing sort of ramp up. Because they know, like they know their addressable market, right? It's it's every pub on a Saturday afternoon in Australia with guys hanging around the TAB. For sure. For sure. Like everyone, you know, who who is going to play Zed is probably en- enjoys a punt at the, at the pub, you know? And now you get, you know, all of this control over horses, horses' names, and, you know, like you can, um, you can go in like $2.50 double up races. I mean, that's, that's like, it's, it's like betting $2.50 on a, on a roulette table, isn't it? Um, yeah. you know, with, with a little bit, with a little bit more strategy, you know, like, cause you, it's, it's a bit different, but you understand what I mean? Like I'll, like when I chucked in, um, get fact into that $25 race, that I was up against like grandeur, breathless edge, perfection, um, forever new, like all of these gun, all of those horses are way better than mine. I came second, but it was like, it was a punt, you know, like, Oh, it'd be good. If, it'd be good if I come top six here. Um, yeah, at this point, at this point, you're happy with six. <laughs> you're like, hundred percent. give me six yeah. every day. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll want to be the, the top running horse that places sixth place in the game. Like I'm happy with that. Yeah, so agreed. Yeah. Um, yeah, they know their target market. It's just when are they going to pull the trigger? You know, who knows? The way that Zed brings announcements, they could say Zed official coming in forty eight hours, and then like have all the, have all this marketing, you know? And we're like, maybe oh, it's here. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And then and then delayed delayed one week. Yeah. And then and then people will fud it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, you mentioned something before, you like uh, a tool Zed shear. Like, what tools are you using in the game? I know you said you don't use many, but yeah. like, how do you how do you sort of leverage the tools to get yourself an edge? And do you yeah. focus on like racing tools, or are you looking at like more breeding tools as yeah. well? And- so, the first thing I will do, just for anyone that's listening, is, is shout out all of the um, tool creators. You know, like what they're doing is awesome, um, and the fact that I haven't really been heavy on using I'm talking about the paid ones right yep the fact that I haven't been um heavy on using them isn't because they're not good it's just um for me it hasn't necessarily um you know sort of been worth it but that's a that's a bad way to put it because they are very valuable um so for me it was just you know it was Horku well, before Hawk, it was Know Your Horses. That's what I used all the time. Yep. Um, and then uh, then it went to Hawku. And I basically made the switch purely because Hawku had all the filters. Um, and, you know, Know Your Horses had some stuff, but um, it didn't really let me filter exactly what I wanted to do for, you know, people like, now you're seeing Discord chat will be like, I'll sell you my filters. <laughs> Like because their their search is so like um, perfect that they can pick a winner, you know, through the filters or whatever. Um, That's interesting. I I haven't seen that. I don't 
um, I don't spend a lot of time in Discord. Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't pay for someone's filters. I think just go into your, go into the filters section and play around with things. You know, you can do advanced um, filters with the, with the parents and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, it was just, you know, for a, for a long time playing Zed, for longer than I would probably um, be comfortable care to sharing, I had no idea what BA meant. I just saw people always talking about BA and DP and, you know, VA. And I was like, I don't know what this this stuff is. Um, but in truth, I did know what it was because I was looking at it on charts on Hawker all the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, this horse really, you know, places top three a lot and then sort of dive, dives down, you know, that sort of like an L shape. Um, and then this one has, you know, sort of like an A shape. So it's got, you know, decent, I suppose I would say now, decent BA, but no variance. Whereas an L shape would have a good BA and no variance. And then you have the U shape, which has lots of variance. Um, and I was looking at those things and taking it into account when I was breeding. Um, but I didn't understand what I was looking at myself was actually what everyone else was using tools like Zedge for and, and things like that. So then I suppose in the recent month I um, purchased Zedge just for one month and you know, it is, it is valuable to, it's basically what I was doing, but instead of, you know, looking at a U shape horse and, and sort of making my own judgment in my mind on the spot on how much variance, you know, that horse horse has now I can go on to Zedge and I see, you know, a nice number. And that makes it a little bit cleaner for my eyes to see, you know, um, it's got a color, can, all color coded and yeah. all of that. So, and, and you can sort by it, which is, I, can, I really like that. And you can sort by it. Exactly. You know, like I would have like 20 tabs opened in Horku, just like clicking through each one and trying to like compare. You can just do that in Zed very easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah I agree. It's a, um, it's and then tool. Zed, Zed lead. Um, from Dan Chen. I know a lot of people use that. Um, and then you have all of the, the tournaments that they do as well, um, like Lucky Jacks and, and Dan Chen's tournaments as well. You know, there's just so much stuff out there and it all is super valuable. Um, yeah, so definitely recommend getting that, even though sometimes, you know, I'm a little bit lazy with it myself. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is again like, the the thing that sort of got me into Zed and has kept me here is, you know, everyone everyone's got their own style of playing, right? Like For everyone's sure, got yeah. their own methods. Um, you know, the old zig when people are zagging. There's everyone's trying to to figure out what is that little bit that gives them the edge. Yeah. Um, so what tools is, do you use? Uh, so I use um, Zed Lead, um, and I use Stacknex Pro for racing. And you um, you pay for both of those. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, one of the things that I think that Dan did, which was fantastic, is accept Z token um, yeah. for for subscriptions to Snack, uh, Stacknex Pro. Um, yeah, you know, which is a great way to to burn all my Z token. Yeah, um, and, and just funnel them to Dan Chan, which is cool. And I've also used the Zedge a lot too. Um, yeah, you know, some, some you know, um, bullish on the Z token. Uh, no, I absolutely am. Um, yeah. The 
I think the Z, the token value, it's going to be tied. I think back to that. When does it become Z official? Um, yeah, like exactly. The you know when are we going to see breeding fees in Z token that kind of stuff? And they can't do that at the moment because that's their revenue stream, and the the token value kind of needs to have, I guess, more value. Yeah. Um, but you know, I was. That was just another great day in Zed for me. Um, I I got a bunch of those Zed tokens, so um, which was good. I've yeah. since converted them into you know I do things like the you mentioned the metaverse skin before. Um, I got two of them. Yeah, uh, what kind of did you get? I got the Netherlands and Cameroon. Oh no! We, so you were watching this morning's game. No, I don't even follow the thing, mate. I just got them. Uh. I, like them. <laughs> I did. I heard that um, Brazil got beat today. So um, Brazil got beat, beat, and then Netherlands got beat. Oh, nice. Okay, there yeah. you go. Um, so I swapped. I sold Breaking the Netherlands news. skin. <laughs> it won't be by the time this comes out. Yeah. We'll, we'll know yeah. who won the won the whole thing. Won the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I swapped my Netherlands skins for two female knack Jennings. Ah, what? Like, um, blood type. Sorry, um, sorry, not Jenny's. Uh, Knack legendaries. Ah, yeah. Um, so I, I sold, I sold the skin, um, made heaps more than what I paid for it, yeah. and um, turned that Ethereum into two Knack ledgers. Nice. And um, one of those ended up in C one was a UU. So yeah, um, it was before they did that reset on the UUs from the Aloha Tim thing. Yeah. Um, so I just went and swept the floor with a couple. Yeah, good. Um, and how's it paid off? One of them's in C1, 502, thanks. Um, 502, but, uh, C1. <laughs> but, yeah, so, again, let the that one shows a lot of promise. It shows variance in C1 um, in middle distance funnels. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of excited for that as well. So That's good, so, yeah. It, um, something I will mention on the, you know, the levels and stuff, it's interesting to see that different horses have a different amount of XP to level up. And I've seen it, I've seen it with Nax or Buterans or whatever, like just different horses. Between the levels. Between the levels, yeah. One, one horse will need, you know, 1000 XP to go to the next level. And another horse will need thirteen thousand XP to go to the next level. Is that? Um, I think that's that S curve they talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, lower level horses will take a thousand XP to get up from say five hundred one to five hundred two, but to yeah. go from five seventy eight to five seventy nine is yeah, you'll need a lot more. Well, you know, get fact needs six thousand XP to get to the next level and it's at, I think it's at like 570 or something. And um, then I have horses in class three that are like 200 or 300 or whatever and they need, yeah, 13,000. Interesting. So you run are that. Those, are those class three horses much closer to the top of their class? No, no. Um. But I think I did the maths the other day. So if I'm running that horse in free races, because it, it it doesn't, it's not good enough to go in paid races. It would take me like, I think I worked it out to be like nine years to get that horse running it every day 
100 XP a race all the way up to its maximum. So Zed's asking the question, how committed are you? In in nine years, we'll come back on the podcast. I'll give you an update. <laughs> give you an update I, on, on how we're doing. Steve, I would love that. I, if that means we're both still here doing this in nine years, then that's that's fantastic. Hey, well, I'm already, you know, basically two years in, so Time what's flies. nine more? What's, what's nine more? I hear you. Um, <laughs> so on that, mate, uh, look, I really appreciate your time, but before we go, yep. um, just what's the one thing that's missing from Zed today in your opinion? I know it's, very, it's a hard time to ask this question right now because there's so much new stuff, but um, what's, what's the one thing that's on your mind about what, what could we add to Zed? Um, I don't know. Like, it's, it is hard because they've just brought out this update, and I'm I'm very excited about the grinding aspect. So I'm sort of just happy about that. Um, yeah. What could they bring? I mean, if you're talking, if you're talking little things, they could bring in the same segmentation they're doing in class one into other into other classes. Um. If they're trying to earn more money, you know, to put towards, say, marketing or, you know, bettering the platform or something, they could, you know, have some sort of like marketplace where you can um, not necessarily buy like NASCAR or Budweiser or Metaverse skins, but just any kind of skin um, or, you know, buy maybe different tracks or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like just buying novelties in the game. Um, because for me personally, I have never really been one to go into marketplace like on Call of Duty or any any kind of games. I just play. But they're there because a lot of people do use them, right? Like, yep. so, you know, it could be a good idea to bring that up. I don't know. It's hard to say. Obviously, what's missing, a lot of content, you know, trying to bring like a good community and, you know, it's hard because everyone's in this to make money, I guess, Um, you know, have fun as well. But, you know, when people don't make money, they get angry or they get upset. So, well, how do you combat that? Well, you probably combat it by having content creators and having a laugh when you lose and, and all of that. So... I don't know. I think we're on the right track. I don't think Zed's missing too much right now. And whatever whatever they're working on, I, I trust their process. Yeah, nice. Yeah, um, that's a great note to end it on. Um, Scuba Steve, thanks for thanks your time, so mate. It was, it was lovely to meet you. Um, thanks, Adam. Likewise. And I will see you on the track. See you on the track. Well, that's the show. Hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed making it. If you made it this far... I really want to talk to you about your experience in Zed Run. Hit me up on Twitter at Eclectic Tech. Until then, see you on the track.